step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, and greatest. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. The ladies of the chat are back and happy Friday. Hey, see. <laughs> hey, Alicia girl. Yes, indeedy, it is Friday. <laughs>
music that you want us to check out here on Let's Chat, no worries. Just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest on Let's Chat, send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. In the information section, make sure you add interview requests so they'll know that's what you would like. We appreciate y'all. Y'all listen, tonight is going to be good, but y'all know, I don't know if y'all listened last night. Did y'all listen last night? See, did they listen last night? <laughs> I don't oh, know, but listen. I listened last night. <laughs> listen, y'all, listen, we got that new Keith Robinson. The ladies of us chat yes. love Keith Robinson. We keep a special, special section for him and his Twizzlers. He loves Twizzlers. Uh, he sent us <laughs> some new music, and we've been bumping that, and when yesterday is no different then today and we're gonna bump it again today so we're gonna take a brief break and we'll be right back I'm trying to get to know you with my third eye to understand the pages off in your mind I want to know your energies, I, I want to give you all you need And oh, I want to be the one you call in late night The one that you can hold and make it all right
Busting my tail on a nine to five Just to keep up, try to stay alive Promise my lady we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith to make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia, hold me down Keep my feet planted on solid ground From the New York coast to the Florida shine Up to the Maryland, D.C. line Back down south, red peach prime Sweet Georgia, where I reside Tell me why do I have to cry out Tell me why should I
All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yes, we are back. We are back. Watermelon chat. I am Miss Leisha. I got my right hand. And let me tell y'all, most of the time, half the time, she is my left as well. The fabulous Miss Tony. Hey, T. Hey, Leisha, girl. You know, you just played two of my favorite songs in our rotation. That Keith Robinson, he always rises to the top. He never disappoints. Listen, I'm excited for Love Apostolic Apostolic 2 that's coming out. That is his song, um, Love Language. I'm excited that um, I'm just happy that he sent us music. I'm trying to get him on. I want to get him and his wife on only because I hear Mm -hmm. that they have – She's doing some dope things, and they're doing some dope things together, just um, nonprofit-wise. So I want to be able to get on, get them both on. But mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm still working on it. We got music, so we're going we gonna to see. <laughs> I'm going to keep hitting that, the bat that phone. That would be awesome. All right, I'm going to keep hitting the bat phone until we get what we want. <laughs> I know you will. But we appreciate him, honestly. We really do. We love Keith Robinson. Uh, He has graced us so many times, even when he didn't really have time to. So we appreciate um, all that he has um, really supported Mm -hmm. us for, sending us music, coming on. So we thank him for that. Y'all, this is going to be a good night. I think another number two good night. Okay, so we're talking that talk tonight. We got three fabulous guests on. Uh, We got author and singer. I hear he can hold a a note or two, T. He can hold a note or two. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He can hold a note or two. Absolutely. (laughs) Author S. Kenneth Taylor will be on tonight, as well as life coach, author, literary advocate, Keisha Green is going to be kicking it us with us in the chat room tonight, as well as our musical death, uh, guest, Delphia. She's going to be in. She is a gospel artist. She's going to be kicking it with us today. I'm excited. Uh, we've had just a fabulous, fabulous 2020 so far, uh, and I'm, I'm grateful. Me too. Me too. We always have a great time. And uh, make sure you check out last night's archive, Lisa, because we went in a direction that's really needed, you know, as mm-hmm. far as our, our men are concerned and uh, the the art of forgiveness, because that's a hard pill to swallow that we touched yeah. on last night. So make sure you hit our archives. And we even had a guest appearance by the one and only Sean Sinclair. He tuned in. Yes, um, So we always love when he comes in and chimes and gives us his opinion. Absolutely. We love Sean Sinclair here on Let's Chat. Um, So today, our topic today is clear cookies and cash. (laughs) Hmm, I don't know. Where you going with that? I'm just waiting for the explanation. So listen. Okay, so listen. This is why we clear our cookies and our cash for our browser, right? Our internet browser. So our browser, it goes all over the place. It it thinks about this. We want to know this. It's like a big old brain, right? It's just always mm-hmm. whatever we want. It's it's thinking about it and finding it and searching it. But sometimes you gotta clear it. So when you're deleting your cookies and your cash for your browser, you're not only making sure your system runs smoothly, but it also saves a lot of memory um, for your system at the same time. And you want to okay. be able to save that memory uh, on your system and make your browser work smoothly. Um, and that's why you do it. So I think that in life, we should clear our cookies and our cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, so it's kind of like a a re. A reboot. A reset. Uh, like a reboot. Listen, I'm into I'm into resetting and restoration. Resetting and restoration. That's my 2020. So I think that's probably what we're gonna be talking about all year. <laughs> but honestly, uh, if you think about it, we bog our mind down with so many things. We talked about it last night with forgiveness. Just so many things that hold us in bondage. Um, and not even True. just forgiveness, just, just, we are such a distracted society. The littlest thing distracts us, you know, instead of us being able to say, okay, this really is not that, that important, mm-hmm. but we focus on it and we focus on it and we focus on it. And it's like, we start spinning our wheels around and around and around. And it's like, why are we doing that to ourselves? Why do we continue okay. to do that to ourselves? And so I think that we have to go through one. We have to start asking ourselves, why? Why do I feel this way? Why am I upset? Don't let other people ask you why. Ask yourself that so that you are clear on the position you're taking and why you're taking this position. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So another reason, now that I understand where the direction of our show and our topic is going, when you don't clear those cookies and you don't clear that cash, and I'm just going to be a little bougie and say cachet, you kind of slow down. <laughs> you kind of slow down progression, you know, because exactly. it bonds you down. It holds you back. It 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 it, it muddles the, the road that you're trying to get to. I like Absolutely. that. Let me just reach back and pat myself on the back for a minute. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Hold on, I got you, I got you. <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Yeah. That was that was a good one. You're absolutely right though. You are absolutely right. We got the right person that's gonna come in here and talk that talk with us. Uh we love absolutely. when Keisha comes in here. Uh, she has she's an author. She got she nasty, y'all. Let me just tell y'all up front. Cause she come over here with her <laughs> business voice. Mhm. She nasty. Her being nasty. Yes, it is. And we bougie and nasty readers. And so we, our motto is: if you're gonna, if it's gonna be nasty, let it be nasty. If not, we're gonna need you to send them to Starbucks for cookies and conversation because we don't have time for it. And so this is one of our <laughs> authors that we know they ain't going to Starbucks for no conversation. If they going to Starbucks, they ain't conversating over there. <laughs> Hey, Keisha, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, see, yeah, see, she can't come over her. Listen, we got so much my to talk business, about. My business voice, my business voice. Hello. Good evening. <laughs> hey, Miss Keisha Green. Listen, listen, <laughs> let me tell y'all about this one right here. Just, just in the literary advocacy <laughs> Just positioning people. I believe that as a literary advocate, your job is to position those people around you, those people that come to you. And she absolutely does that. She positions herself so that she can position others. Um, she has mm-hmm. a literary management group. She has Writer's Life Chat Radio. Uh, and she has Digital Foreplay. Let me tell y'all. So when I tell y'all, her pen nasty, her new book is Sachable. Mhm. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead on tonight. <laughs> no, it's nasty. It's, it's nasty. <laughs> that's that's what I was going for, 
and I believe that the mission was accomplished. Um, it was nasty. Um, everyone has, who has read it has told me that it was nasty, and um, <laughs> it's just nasty. And it, but you know what? Here's the thing. Here, I'm gonna defend it because I'm gonna defend it. Um, with Insatiable, it was hand in hand with Digital Foreplay. For the people who are my Facebook friends, they have definitely seen over the last 18 months, Keisha Green went from literary diva, literary consultant to smut Hot pusher. mama. <laughs> hot mama. I, I was, hot mama. I was going Wait, she hot mama three, four, five on Instagram. <laughs> I was doing that too, so I went. I took a a little dive into, and I'm you know what I'm not gonna call it smut. I took a dive into really talking about sex, dating, and relationships, and I did it with such a way that people they gravitated towards it, and they felt that they could talk about it without judgment. It was perfect um, mm-hmm. because if you see the stuff that I post, some of the stuff I have to say like, oh my god, like. Did, did they really just type that? Did I see this? Did I read this right? Like, you know, so it was a lot of fun. So after doing that for all that time, I said, you know what? I miss literary because me and literary have a love-hate relationship. Like, we break up, we make up, we break up, we make up. And I just got really disgusted with the current state of literary about 18 months ago. So I said, it's perfect exit for me to go focus on sex, dating, and relationships. And, I mean, I did Insatiable a year ago, was it like a year ago, I think, and I just put it on the shelf, and it was just like, I, I don't even want to release it, because I'm just not happy, and here I am, but I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> awesome. Now, Keisha, this is Tony, and uh, thank you once again. You know how I feel about you, Miss Green, but what oh, did I you find out? I love of, you. What did you, oh, thank you, but what did you find out about yourself in your 18-month hiatus from literary? Oh, but I was in my prime, and these little boys were messing around and had me being a cougar. That's what listen, I Stop it. Listen. You better talk about it. You better talk about it. You better, you better talk oh about goodness. it. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, let me back it up. Let me back it up. Okay, I don't want no cougar. I don't want to be no cougar. I want a little young boy because, like, my oldest is 24. I don't want him in their 20s or in their 30s. I like a nice seasoned man. So, yeah, I want him Tell me they ain't nice to play with. That is true. Hey, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Keisha. Let me tell you, I love oh Keisha. I absolutely yes. love her. So that's what I that's what I found out that um during that eighteen months, I said, "Wow, like I really have come into it's freedom. Grips and yes, terms it's of freedom. freedom and just this mm-hmm. freedom. It was really, you know, it was great. You know, liberating. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, yes, because like I got married." <laughs> I got married, and then I got divorced, and then I was single, and then I was just, just really just doing me. I've been having a ball, and I just, yeah, just the freeing mm-hmm. moment of being able to talk about sex, dating, and relationships, to write Insatiable and be proud of it, you know, um, and just stand behind it, because it's liberating. Like, I, I'm not going to say that I'm, you know, Nyla, but I know women like her. I know mm-hmm. women who, who I don't like labels. Like, cause people will be like, "Oh, she's a freak." No, she's not a freak. She's sexually expressive. That's all. Um, you know, it's just being able to do you and live with no regrets. So that's what it is mostly. Just empowering in a sexual way. 
if I can say mm-hmm. that. Can I say that? We absolutely can. This is Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> and we're not going to bleep it out, so ha, ha, ha. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate I love it. it. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I want to go back. I want to go back because you decided to take this hiatus. Tell us what what made you want to start Digital Foreplay. Okay. Here's the here's the truth. I wanted to write a relationship book, right? But I was too lazy to do it the you know the right way and have an outline and do it that way. So I said if I do a radio show or a podcast. I can go back and talk and go back and reference these topics and that's my outline and I can write from there. That's all it was, me being lazy. Point blank period. They ain't wrong with that. <laughs> but you know all what? When I say it's nothing wrong with it, only because when you are writing an outline, just taking it literary real quick, when you're writing an outline where you're trying to get your thoughts together, when you're researching, doing all of those things together, information to put down your pen and lay it all out, you have to do whatever is good for you in that process. I think a lot of times authors force themselves into a specific box and they don't understand that just like in life, you grow in literature and writing, you grow. So therefore you, Mm -hmm. your desire on how you put it together changes. Your music is going to change how you want your Mm -hmm. atmosphere to going to change your thought process changes and how you process stuff changes as you go through and experience different things. So it's absolutely nothing wrong with that because you needed a a time to reset. You know, that's my 2020. My 2020 is all about resetting and restoration uh, and and just living life. And so you took time to reset. And in that process Mm -hmm. of resetting, you reset your pen, you reset your idea of, how you wanted to start putting your work together. And when you came up with that foreplay, not only did you come up with a good form for you to help you to write the book that you desire to write in your spirit, it uh, also opened up another stream in your brand. Absolutely. It sure did. Thank you. That is, man, that's basically it in a nutshell. It was another avenue, another part of the brand. When you think of digital foreplay, you would think of Keisha. And then with 2020, it was just so cliche. I didn't want it to be, but it was so cliche of like this, this perfect vision. So literary management group, LMG, that I birthed that because I was already diva booked. I was already doing that for so many years, but literary management group allowed me to do what it is that I really, really like. And that's, you know, working behind the scenes with authors. As soon as they type the end and, you know, I'm right there and I want to walk them through the whole entire process. And mm-hmm. I missed that. I, I really did miss that part of it when I took my hiatus and I came back and it was just like, you know, with literary, you can reinvent yourself. And it's not like I left on bad mm-hmm. terms. It's not like I did anything wrong. It was just like, I mean, I was always there on social media, but I was doing other things. And then it was just, okay, now it's time for Keisha Green to come back and do these things. And so digital foreplay was, was you know, working, like running itself. I didn't really have to do anything mm-hmm. but post a question. And people would gravitate and answer the questions. And then, you know, literary management group, the people, there were already people in line that wanted to work with me that I was mm-hmm. you know, when I come back, we can work together. So that was perfect. And then it made me miss doing the literary show, you know. 
So mm-hmm. writers like Chat, I said, okay, it has to come back. We have to, you know, I have to do that as well. And these are all part of my brand. So it was like, okay, it was like riding a bike. Like I came back and it was like I never left. I, you know, the people, the people still were receptive to what I was talking about. And, you know, this, this industry, it's always changing. So it wasn't like I was at a disadvantage because while I was away, I was studying you know, I became a certified life coach because I felt that if I was going to help myself and help others, I had to, like, mm-hmm. know exactly what I was talking about. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to take more courses on social media marketing. I wanted to do more, you know, take more um, continuing educations on public relations. I did all of this while I was gone, so it wasn't like I was just sitting there idle. And now here it is, 2020. I'm here. This is my first interview of the year. I'm so glad to be here with you ladies. I look up to you guys because I see um, it's not a lot of these long talk shows, these literary shows, or I should say entertainment, because you don't just cater to us over in the literary world, but be able to do it and still be here and be respected. Because there's like, you know, I'm, I'm quick to call somebody a clown. So there's a lot of clowns that are out there that do stuff and um, mm-hmm. it's just good that, you know, you guys keep the integrity intact and do what you have to do. So kudos to you guys. Absolutely. Well, look you. up to us. We look up to you. I remember when I first started out um, and I started doing a promotion for an author and I was her only promoter and I, I had to teach myself how to do a lot of things. I had to teach myself how to do trailers. I had to teach myself about just the literary business itself. I had to, you know, I had people around me. Um, thankfully, Keisha was one of those people that I could always go to. She would answer questions. She would, you know, I would be able to see her and, and see how to move. I always tell authors, a lot of times, you have to watch those people around you. If you want to know how yeah. to do something, if you're at a book event, it's your first book event, and you want to know how to move around, pay attention to the people around you and see how they're moving. You see how right. they're moving. Mm-hmm. You're not, I used to go to events and I used to stay for like three days. And I didn't understand. I'm like, dang, they is in and out. And I learned you get in, you get out. That's it. Ain't no vacation and looking around. You get in, you do what you got to do. And you on the first flight out of here, you know, but I had to learn that by watching those people around me. I learned how to, um, format and 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 different mm-hmm. things that that come with being really a one-stop shop i think in literature you, in the literary yep. industry you have to be a one-stop shop i always yep. encourage authors to be hybrid i don't care what anybody says i think that exactly. even if Agreed. you are with simon and schuster make sure there's a breadcrumb going back to your independent side exactly there's a, there's a breadcrumb there that you're with a major because the majors are only paying attention to you because they see the potential but they're only giving you the first 30 days and after that they're on to the next so you as an independent you have to continue promoting your brand don't get caught up because I'll tell anyone right now when they'll say oh should I sign with a major should I stay independent there's nothing that the majors can't do for Keisha Green other than the distribution other than that I can do everything else myself but the but the beauty of it is I you know I can say, wow, you know, I'm in control of my literary fate here. But yes, not, and I don't want to come off like, oh, don't sign with the majors. But what I'm simply saying is that the majors can't do anything for me except for distribution. That's it because they have an engine. You know, people always say, oh, I want my book in Walmart. I'll say to you, um, that's nice that your book is in Walmart, but I'm going to tell y'all when I go into Walmart, get the it. first place, 
it's not even that. When I go into Walmart, it's not for books. So to say that my book is in Walmart, that doesn't mean anything. I go over there to the book section only because my Facebook friends tell me that their book is there and I want to see it. So it's like, hey, I had a client, um, you know, he was signed with the majors. He said, Keisha, can you see if my book is in Walmart in your state? Yeah, absolutely. I'll go there, take a picture, tag you in it, this, that, and the third. But my point of saying bringing up Walmart is that with Walmart, you, you figure there's how many Walmarts in each state? The reason why us as independent self-published authors are not in Walmart on our own is because we don't print up enough books to, for the supply and demand of what they want. If Walmart contacted an independent author right now and said, I want to carry your book, none of them have that many books in their garage <laughs> or anywhere. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Thank th- that's you. the truth. That's the truth right there. So that's why your book is not in Walmart. Now, when you go with a major, they're printing they're printing up a little bit more books than you are, but let's don't get it twisted. Your majors are using print on demands too. Look at the back yep. of the book, it's still coming out of Tennessee, okay? Tennessee mm-hmm. is Ingram. Ingram, Baker and Taylor, all of that. These are these are book printers, so don't think, you know, that it's it's a it's a bad thing to use a print on demand. So with that being said, I don't knock anyone for being in Walmart, but when I go into Walmart, it's not for books. Now, tell me mm-hmm. about Barnes & Noble. That's something different because that's a bookstore. But it's still, it's exposure. Now, don't get me wrong. You can Google me and you can see you can get my book in Walmart too. But, again, don't think that you have to be with the majors to get there. You don't have to. Absolutely. And, but everybody, and, but can I say this too? I'm sorry mm-hmm. I'm to cut you off. But can I say this as well that everybody walks a different literary journey. So That's just right. because Leisha wants to be in Walmart, don't mean Keisha wants to be there. Miss Tony may want to be there. Tom may, but it doesn't mean that you're less than an author because you did not get there. And, That's right. You know, and I see over so many years of you know you know they put put the majors against the indies no like we're all we're all dope artists we all have a story Mm -hmm. to tell Mm -hmm. and i mean Mm -hmm. i remember coming into in april it'll be 14 years that i have been doing this and all i can say is like wow you know who thought because there's a lot of authors I remember I did promo for them. I interviewed them. And I'm like, where is such and such? And it's like, hashtag milk carton. I don't know where they are. So <laughs> the fact that I'm still you know here, what? I'm happy. You know what? I'm, you know I'm what? sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> hashtag milk carton. You know what? what? You know what? Listen. I can't find them. Y'all. I can't find them. They, but like, that's true, though. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. I think that a lot of times when, I, when we talked about this earlier in the show, I don't know if you were listening, but our topic today is clear cookies and cash. I say cash. Uh, Tony says cash. I thought cash it was cash. It is. <laughs> I say cash. Oh. Cookies and cash. That's what I say. Stop. But, cash. <laughs> but either what I way, said. a lot of times, you know, we don't, we do things without the intent um, behind why we're doing it. We never ask ourselves why, and we never clear that that past of whatever it was to evolve into something better. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So in, in the literary world, you evolve as an author, and the industry changes, and you have to make changes with it. But the thing about change mm-hmm. is a lot of people don't want to change, and they don't know how to change. And, and right. it's unfortunate because we are distracted. We get distracted by, by, by things that really should not distract us, and we get frustrated mm-hmm. and they'll stop the process of writing. They'll say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. The thing is, once you stop focusing on you, your brand and what you're doing, and you start paying attention to everybody else, then you lose sight of what it is that you want to do. And I want to go back to what you said about publishing companies. I don't care what publishing company you pick. You sign with intent. Understand what it is when you're signing with that publisher, Simon & Schuster, whoever. Read Do the it with intent. Can we say that? Can we can we talk about that part? Please sign. Please look at that contract because that contract is going to tell you exactly what the publisher expects what the publisher is going to do and what kind of like I'm baffled at times is that no one's reading the contract. Then when things don't go the way you think they are, you get on social media and you say, Oh, woe is me. And he did, or she did that. And it's like, but what's your contract say? Nobody can ever tell you what the contract said because they didn't read it. And it's, it's, it's crazy that you would sign your story. I call them babies. You would sign your babies over to these strangers just because they told you what again? Oh, you were going to be in Walmart or, oh, you were going to be on a book tour or I'm going to give you $500. Like that's all it took. Like, you can be on your own book it. tour. You can, you can be you. on your own book tour. Did you not and just do a book event? Did you not just do yes, a book event? I did. Okay, it was see? wonderful. And you can do your own book tour. There's events everywhere and not just African-American events. That's what one thing I, I started doing because I wanted, I, I started going into a, not a different direction, but I, I was going into a well-rounded direction. So I needed to know what all authors look like at every type of event. So you, you put yourself Thank out you. there and anybody you come across, that's your audience. It's your job to have that elevator pitch, as they say, that quick pitch, not the uh-huh. throwing up of the synopsis but the pitch that that puts you in position with that person that has no idea who you are all they know is they like books and they like what you're saying just based off that they're going to rock with you and your content has to has to hold them you know it has to hold right. them it definitely, I, rem- it definitely. I had a client that uh someone told them that um their book was in walmart but it was the online walmart and i had to explain your book is online at Walmart because it's on Create Space or it's on Amazon. But the book itself is not in Walmart. That's a whole mm-hmm. different process. And a lot of authors don't right. understand that. Reading your contract and understanding, know what you know because you know it. If somebody tells you something, good that they're pouring into you, but now you need to do your research and understand what it is they're telling you, understand the process, understand the why of what you're doing. If you're going to sign with a publisher company, do it, but do it with the intent of knowing what it is, making sure that you are putting yourself in position. And in order to do that, they got to be in position or have the ability right, to Right, that's the other thing. That's the, that's the other part to the puzzle that if you're going to sign with a publisher they need to be 10 times bigger than you because at this at this point you can do this all yourself when I do a consultation with an author as I'm not pitching to them that they go they should go sign with a major I'm pitching to them that they can be a successful entrepreneur with a business 
Okay, that's what this is about. I've been talking books are a business for years. It's still a business. And when you treat it like a business, you'll start to see the rewards of it as a business. But as long as you're treating it as a hustle or something to do in your spare time, mm-hmm. then no, you're not going to really get all of that, you know, what you need out of it. And one of the things that happens is people think like, oh, I'm going to put a book out. I'm going to go to all these book events. I'm going to get popular and people are going to, you know, read my book and promote my book, this, that, and the third. And that's not true. That's I want to go and it's not true. I want to say also too about the book events. If you have not made a name for yourself in the state you live in, why, 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 why travel all over these 50 states to other places spending money if you haven't made any money in your hometown? It doesn't make I will say, well, I will say this. When you're going into a book event, you know, book event has so many different levels of authors. You know, it's so many different kinds of authors. Some are seasoned, some are not seasoned. I think that when you go into a book event, especially if you go into another state, depending on the author that is there, sometimes if they have a authors that have a big um, fan base, you're able to pitch yourself to these people that don't know who you are. They weren't even coming with the intent of getting to know you. But at the same time, you have to understand again the intent behind why are you going what what is the purpose of you going are you going to network and learn you know when I do events I like to make sure first of all they're every shade of me they're every side of Mm -hmm. me I'm a giver so we have a portion where we're giving back I'm a I do literary so we got the literary side I do business we got the business side I like to shop but I also like to make sure people are educated and that they're have an opportunity to network so when mm-hmm. you go to a book event, it's just not for spending money or, or, right. or getting, it's for getting new readers. And it's also for you to network because you're in a position and these people are in a position that you desire to be in. And so you need to understand how can I do that? You know, sometimes they'll say, check out this, do this, do that. Okay. Such and such and such does this, that, and the other in your state. Tell them I sent you. Go ahead on in. Boom, you, mm-hmm. you just networked something that's going to help position you in a better position than when you got there. So all book events are not bad. No matter if you go to different states, you have to understand a lot of authors will say, well, how many books do I need to bring? You bring whatever your hustle is. Because if right. you are not selling books on the plane, at the gas station, at the Walmart, at the event, when you're leaving out at the hall, in the hallway, down the street, to the, to the Uber driver, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to be able mm-hmm. to move and work yourself around wherever you are. And anytime you even go for an event, make sure you're doing something in that state for yourself. Check out the library. Right. How do you get your books into the library? I mean, something, something that helps you in that particular state. But I absolutely agree when you said you should be doing something in your own state. When I first started, it, I was so frustrated because. I was in Michigan and there were never any book events. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's so many authors here. Nobody's doing anything. I didn't understand. But whenever an author came from another state into that state and all the readers came out, then everybody got their panties in a bunch. And it's like, listen, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. should feel the way that another author came into your state, the readership, without putting yourself in position to either be in the house. know that there are all those readers were there? And that's all I'm saying. You need to... You need to set up shop at home. And now in the beauty mm-hmm. of things, you don't have to even have an event. We are doing pop-ups, pop-up shops. 
you can Pop go anywhere. If you have books, you can sell a book. I carry in my trunk. I have a crate full of books. There's no reason for you not to be able to get a get a book from Keisha Green. There's no mm-hmm. there's no reason. So if you came to Jersey and said Keisha, I'm gonna be over here on such a, I'll be there. All you gotta do is tell me I'm there. So, but for me, and I learned this lesson the hard way because I used to go. I went far and just, you know, just to different states. And I'm like, hold up. Why am I going? Why am I going so far? Let me just try to see what's going on here in Jersey first. And, and exactly. I, made that, I made that mistake. And so I want people not to do that because I hear authors, as soon as I do a console, it's like, oh, I want to go to, I'm going to go to the Harlem Book Fair. I'm going to go to the kickback. I want to go to the book club convention. I want to go to this and I want to go to that. And it's like, oh my goodness. I'm like, how much is your marketing budget? How much is your event budget? Because like you already upside down negative. And I'm like, how many books have you sold? Well, I sold 10. All right, so ten where you, you have right, right. You haven't made enough money to go anywhere. So I need for you to pick one of those, pick one of those events, not all of them. Pick one of them, you know. <laughs> and if you can afford to do it, I'm not saying don't do it. But this is a business, and nobody keeps Be putting intentional. out money. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't keep putting money out there, and they're not getting anything back. So be intentional. Be That's right. Right. You That's be right. Be intentional. But what I think is that a lot of people think that once they write the book that it's done, there's so right. much more. Oh, that's no. the oh easy my God. Heck, yes, that's the yes, easy yes, part. Yes, yes. But they no, don't the yes, it as a business. It just got and started. Like It just got started, and mm-hmm. they don't know that, you know, once a book, and Keisha says this all the time, but we always repeat it, books are a business. Once you put that book out, you're a business. And so understanding, even if you publish, once you go to that publisher, you're in business. That's a partnership. So mm-hmm. that is a working business partnership. You need to understand the business side of what you're doing. Not just saying right. I'm writing a book and I'm putting it out and I need somebody to help me do it. Most people go to publishers because they need somebody to invest in their work. No, you invest in your own work. I don't care how long it takes. Invest mm-hmm. in your own work. Don't cut corners. You can have your own little, it's so many authors that are independent that are moving around like they have a major publisher pushing them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're so right with that. It's like, oh my goodness. It's just, it's, um, sometimes I'm baffled by it that it's, it's like 2020 and this stuff is still happening. But again, that's why we're both in business. We all are in business because there's, there's people out there who need to be educated and they need to, you know, be taught that Absolutely. There's, things, there's stuff out there. And I don't want to discourage anyone or thinking that, you know, you can't approach people um, because I've had people say to me, like, I wanted to talk to you at this place, but I didn't know what to say to you. Or I see you on Facebook and the stuff that you say, I don't know how to, say, you know, how to talk to you. And I'm like, are you, are you serious? And I'm silly as hell. Like, Oh my goodness, like you can talk to me. I, I want to talk about business. I want to talk about literary. What I don't want to talk about is you wasting my time. I, yeah, I get annoyed mm-hmm. for that. But um, anything mm-hmm. else, like we can definitely do it. But I think also, too, with that is sometimes if you've been misled or taken advantage of in this industry, you kind of get a little, uh, I don't know what the word is, but you kind of get scared. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's scary, uh-huh. and so you don't wanna you don't wanna waste your time again. So it's like, oh my God, do, um, do I go and ask Keisha for help, or do I ask Leisha for help? You don't know, and it's like, damn, I I can't afford to take another L here. 
so let me listen on the sideline. But no, get out there, you know, and ask the questions because there's if there's a question, like if I can't answer it, I'm going to point you in the direction to get it answered for you because I don't know Absolutely. all, but I'll try to find out. And that's the thing about being an advocate. Yeah. An advocate is there. Yeah. They are your cheerleaders, your literary mm-hmm. um, literary agent, your publisher. Those are your cheerleaders. They help you to get in position. And when you don't know, they become the connect because they connect you to who does know. Let me, I need to do this, that, and the other. Hold on. I got somebody mm-hmm. that I know that will be able to help you to do this, that, and the other. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do it for you for free. I'm not right. saying that because don't nobody work for free. You go to work and you punch right. a clock for eight hours and you want to check. I'm just right. saying. However, right. I can direct you to somebody that can help you get what you're trying to get done. You still got to do your research, though. You still have to know what Absolutely. it is that you're going into and who it is that you're going into to meet and network with. You know what I'm saying? And I'm so glad that there are advocates out there, literary-wise, life coach. That's a whole nother thing that you you took your journey from divorce to to coming back to being Keisha because I believe sometimes when you're married you lose yourself a little bit uh, and you yeah. have to have that process of getting yourself back but being able to position yourself to do that and then desire to position others to say you Definitely. can do it you can do Absolutely. it you can put yourself in a better position it don't have to be what it is today tomorrow and so I commend you for doing that and being able thank to write you. this nasty book at the same time. My Hell Kindle yeah. says, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> come on. It's not multitasking. Like, come on. Like, I'm going to be a life coach, but I'm going to tell you how you can get your, your groove on too hard at the same time. Like, this is what we're talking about here. Like, we're going we're gonna to discuss it, but my whole, but one of the things too is with, um, being sexually expressive, own it. Because for a long time, remember, we as females, we couldn't talk about it. It was just like, okay, if we were, we had to talk about it, you know, behind closed doors because we were afraid what people would say or think. 2020, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. You're not going to strip me of my power of me saying, Absolutely. like, okay, I'm, I'm a woman. Just like the man can go out there and say that, you know, he had sex with a bunch of women. I'm not saying that we as women are having sex with a bunch of men. But the same way that they can beat on their chest and be proud of what they did, I can beat uh-huh. on my chest and be proud that I am living a life where I have no regret. I'm living my, not even to sound cliche, I'm living my best life. And my best life is not about sex it's just about being free my smiles are my smiles but my smiles hit a little different when you have total peace of mind peace of mind is priceless and i Mm -hmm. value it like nobody's business now i will put you come over to my house i will stage my house after you leave because i it's just i need it for my overall well-being so it's you know it's bigger than just oh she said she's a life coach like no this is real this is real. So being able to help myself, I have to, you know, be at a total peace. But if I'm going to help you, I got to be okay. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I'm not telling you it's going to be perfect, but I'm going to tell you that don't give up. You can get through it. You can get you through can. it. Absolutely. Now, you know, yeah. here on Let's Chat, we like to do something a little fun with our guests. You know, you've okay. been on here before, so you know how it goes. So mm-hmm. T is going to give you a fun prop. You're going to do a live excerpt. That's what we, we, we love to do. We love to be able to show the authentic uh, um, part of, of how authors create their craft. Just, just 
Okay. Genuinely created. Okay. Okay. You can take that prop, you can put it into a scene in one of your books, you can take it in any direction, any genre you want, or whatever you oh want to do. I'm scared. Oh, my God. <laughs> what you mean? Ooh, Why are you Lord. scared? Wait, oh, my God. What prop you talking about? It depends on what type of prop this is. What's the prop? Let me see how I can put this. Put this All right, see what you got for us, because, you know, that's tea. You know, she got a whole nother thing going on over there. So she hands out all the props. I used to do it sometime, but, you know, mine don't be as dope as hers. So I'm going to let her hold, go ahead on and hand, hand you your props. Oh, my God. Ooh, oh I'm my afraid because I want to, like, it, it can be, like, nasty, right? Whatever you want. Whatever you want. You're the creator. You're the creator. This is your lane. However you want to okay, work so now, it. What do I we do? just watch it. Give me a prop and you... All right, she's going to give me a prop, and I'm going to what now? Let me wait put it in a I live go. excerpt. Put it in okay. a live excerpt. Mm, okay. You can do a third-person scene. You, you can you, do a first-person scene. You got it. You okay. got this, girl. Okay, okay see, I'm ready. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Keith. <laughs> Look at you already getting the tickles. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it simple. Prop tonight that you can use because there's so many different parts of Keisha Green. So pick a part and use a stethoscope. Lord. <laughs> Lord, no. You can do something. You can do anything with a stethoscope. Well, I think he's going to do with a stethoscope. Oh, well, yeah, because I want to check his heart rate before I get – I mean, no, Lord, have mercy. No, I don't want to say that. <laughs> The stethoscope. Wow. For real? Do I gotta do that? Something different. I want to give it something different. <laughs> well, does it have to be the so why can't it just be what I said? Like I wanna check his heart rate before I get on it can be that. the ride of his life. It could be that. It, it could be that, but what's the excerpt? Then I'm gonna ride him until the sun come up. No? <laughs> I need you to I I need you to show I need you to show more and tell less. <laughs> you know that you my editor, you know that's my problem. Why you wanna put me on the spot like that? This Leisha. This this Leisha. I, like I want to see the girl. This this Leisha. Oh, I'm this sorry. Leisha. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, I, I want you to show more and tell less. Oh my <laughs> lord. I don't want to. I want that. <laughs> Okay, we'll accept that tonight, but next time. <laughs> next time we want you to come ready, Miss Keisha. <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Like, so, so I can't just say that I want to check his heart rate because I was going to ride him until the sun came You got to set the atmosphere, though. You got to set the atmosphere, just like in the book, in a regular oh, okay, answer. So, okay. You are setting the oh. atmosphere. You are setting us up because he... We're 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 doing a live audio book, right? So you're still setting oh. the atmosphere. You are setting the atmosphere. We need to know what it smells like, what he smelled like, you know, what you got on. How did you approach him with the thesoscope? What what was going on at that time? Bring me into your world. Let me know so that I could wanna check his temperature too. I wanna be in there and hear his heart rate too. I wanna be down with you. <laughs> I'm like, next oh, to I'm like, we get out, I'm at the door. Oh, 
So you might hear that country grammar from that's why. Um, but I wrote my first manuscript way back in 2001. And people laugh when I tell the story because it was accidental. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I never all through school is like I hated reading. I hated um, doing book reports and all that stuff, but I was always good in English. They kept advancing me. So um, I never, but I never planned on being a writer, writing a book, or any anything like that. But um, 2001, I was working at a call center, and it was primarily inbound, inbound calls. So I just got bored one day. Didn't, uh-huh. um, what? Wait, wasn't bored to prop. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I got bored sitting there one day, and so I had a little notepad, and this conversation just popped in my head. I didn't know who was talking, where the conversation was going, or anything. But I just started write, um, just started to write the conversation down. Um, so by the end of that workday, I had a, um, I had a couple of pages. Went home, typed those up. The more I wrote the more came to me. Um, that night, I probably had like five pages, and I think it wasn't until I probably had enough pages to consider like a chapter where um, that's where I kind of stopped and reset and said, okay, I got a couple of characters now. They're talking about this. Or talk- Let me see if I can go back and, you know, like, put together the actual storyline and so forth. Um, <clears throat> that manuscript, <clears throat> it was um, my sci-fi. It was part one to my sci-fi series. Um, there's two parts out right right now. Um, that's like mm-hmm. my my pet my pet project. That's my baby. But mm-hmm. it would um, I um, it would take 11 years for me to finally self-publish. And I, call, um, I called in, and I was um, kind of on the tail end of the conversation you was having um, having with the, um, with the other author. And mm-hmm. it was something about, um, I can't remember exactly, but... In so many words, you you all were saying, you basically you have to keep pushing forward. Those eleven years, I would dream about signing autographs. I would dream about um, doing book signings and doing this and doing that. Dream about getting paid to write mm-hmm. my books or paid just to write. And it's like I knew it would happen. I didn't know how. I didn't know when. But I just mm-hmm. kept. Like um, now, what is this? <laughs> what nineteen years? <laughs> nineteen years later, um, I had nine self-published, um, self-published books. I can't count the autographs I signed. I can't count the events. I can't count the opportunities I've had. Um, some of the people I've met. Some of the doors that is, that is open. 
all because I decided to do something that I, I like doing. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, I want to go, I want to take you back because I know that you said you were at work. And that's how really I got into reading. Uh, I was at work in the call center. Now, I want to take you back and then I want to bring you forward. What is it that you learned about yourself throughout this process? Not only yourself as an author, but as a black man. Um, I would say I'm stronger than I, than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I have to say, I didn't know how or when things would happen. I just knew they would. So I, I just kept kept pushing, uh, kept pushing forward. And mm-hmm. by the time I self-published my first book, which was not that manuscript, by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> first mm-hmm. book that I published was um, was an urban drama called Corner uh, Pocket. But by mm-hmm. the time I had published that in 2012, that's when I first self-published, I already had like three or four manuscripts, three or four other manuscripts written. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And so when, when I published that one, um, like I said, this was my first time, so I didn't know what to expect, what was going to mm-hmm. happen, and all that. So I said, well, okay, this is a standalone. I'm going to throw – this is my, my guinea pig. I'm going to throw it out here because I don't want to put my baby out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Even not knowing what's mm-hmm. going to happen, so I throw this guinea pig out here and see what happens. Um, but but you know what though that's what you're supposed to do when you sit down and you decide to publish a book you need to have I believe my opinion don't send me no inboxes I believe that it does take time that is a process and writing itself is a process but you have to have more than one manuscript when you go to publish because this is my thing everything you write is not going to hit and so you don't want to sit in a recycled position for a work that is not hitting the way you want. Now, don't right. get me wrong, your your library has to be on point. When people get that one book that hits, they're going to go back and read everything out. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you got one in the chamber. You want to make sure that, you know, whatever you're putting out, you got a, a backup plan. That's not the only source. That's not the only book you're putting out. Um, so I commend you for having more than one book because you, you came prepared. You're like, listen, I have enough that in the event I need to move on, I can move on. And so that is awesome. Now, how has your pen style changed from the first time you sat down to write a book till now? Um, I'm I'm um more patient, and that that's a lot. That's saying a lot for me because I'm not a patient person. It's like if I'm doing something or I have this plan in my head or this vision or something, I need it to be done yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right, like, right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this to happen. I want, I need this to happen. So for me to be patient um, 
and really I've, I've learned to just like really take my time plan things out um and like like you all were saying earlier don't take shortcuts oh my god because mm-hmm. uh, because the work begins after the book was uh after the book is published well actually it should start right before the book is um set set to be released and that stuff i had to learn the hard way um you you all were talking about once you publish a book you're on the business side <laughs> and that could not be more true and that's what I tell a lot of um, a lot of new authors that I that I meet at events and so forth. Um, I tell them writing the book that's the easy part. Right. <laughs> that that's mm-hmm. the easy part. Your work really starts six months before the book is released mm-hmm. because you you need to start promoting that book. You know, you need to start promoting the book early so by the time it's released, you already got that buzz going, and people are people have been waiting six months for this, so they're going to flock to that <laughs> to that mm-hmm. to um to to your book. Um, but <clears throat> so okay. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. go ahead. This is Tony. Um, you know, from the first time you heard the voices in your head and you started writing and to this point where you have I believe you say you have nine books nine books later, what is it exactly do you want out of literature? I would say first I, I would like to make a living doing this. Yeah. And I'm not I don't want anyone to get that confused with um, be rich because if, if you're writing a book to be rich, if you're self-publishing, good luck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I would, I mean, I, I think the idea of, of working, no matter what it is you do, is to find something you enjoy doing and do it, uh, put yourself in a position to do it as um as a living. You mm-hmm. know, so I would like to make a um to make a living, you know, as a self published author and as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know okay. because a lot of self published authors they would tell um they'll tell you they should have full time jobs. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> you, you know That's true. Absolutely. But you know what it is? A lot of times, even though they are still working and they're there, there are some big authors that are still working. Um, the whole thing with when it comes to literary is monetizing your pen. And you have a lot of authors that do just that. So when they are working full time as an author, they're literally working. They're always writing. They always are on deadline because they are they are manifesting their 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 vision at the same time that they are making sure that they're able to pay their bills at the same time. So you have to be able to have that skill of knowing um, I'm an author, but not just an author. I'm a poet. 
I could do greeting cards. Boom, right there. Seven streams of income. You know what I'm saying? Putting yourself in position mm-hmm. mentally so that you can position yourself um, on the outside in the physical. Um, being able to do that and know that just because I I write books, that's not all I do in this business. I write books. I can do this. I can bring you here. I can bring you there. Then I'm sending you back to my library. You know what I'm saying? To see what it is that I, I that I have a desire and a passion to do. But making sure that you are monetizing your pen, writing for uh, shows, writing for um, movies, writing plays, all of those things, editing, proofreading, whatever it is, this the industry is so huge that there's so many things that you can do, but making sure that you're monetizing your pen is the best way to be able to make sure that you are doing it full time. Mm-hmm. You there? Um, I, um, I write in multiple genres. I do sci-fi. Uh, mm-hmm. like my books, I have sci-fi books. I have urban drama. I have two books of poetry. I have mm-hmm. a dystopian series, um, which was the latest release. Um, it's called Shadow Within the City 2, Ghost Squad's Apocalypse. And mm-hmm. that's the one I co-wrote with a uh, um, childhood friend. I, we actually call each other brothers, um, mm-hmm. Casey Bethany. Um, but I write in multiple genres and when I was first getting started, I would hear so many people like, no, you you need a niche. And I'm like, no, I need to write in this, this sci-fi because not everybody, especially blacks, a lot of blacks don't like sci-fi. So I need to do something else other than that. That's where the urban drama came in. The um, The urban drama book came in. So, Hopefully, mm-hmm. I can get that sci-fi fan. Maybe he he or she picked up my sci-fi book, and they liked it. And then they saw this urban drama book that I did. Oh, that's by F. Kinsella. He wrote that sci-fi book. That was pretty good. Let me see this see this book, how, how he did on this one. Because they like the sci-fi, they might pick up my urban drama, even though they're not really a fan of urban drama and vice versa. <clears throat> So I figure if I'm right, the more genres I, I write in, um, I feel like that's creating potentially more sales and is definitely mm-hmm. widening my audience. You know, Absolutely. It's, create, it's creating mm-hmm. a larger audience because if I only did sci-fi, then that's all I have to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, or if I only did did um, urban drama. That's all I had to work with. Absolutely. That's right. Put yourself in a box. And you don't want to do that because, you know, like any industry, putting yourself in a box kind of limits you uh, to what you are able to expand. And your vision is so big and bright. It's too big to be confined to just one little box. You know, you have so yeah. much going for you. You are multi-talented. Your pen is multi-dimensional. You can write in, in, in different genres. You can move it in any direction. It's kind of like being on a highway. You know, you have 
so many street lit or urban books that have romance in it. They have thriller. You can get suspense because they're able to take that one book and give you multiple genres to grab in their 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 readership. Now, I don't know. I, I know this is your first time on Let's Chat, so we're going to go easy for you. We're going to go easy on you this time, but we like to do something a little fun on our show, just because we like to be able to um, to introduce our guests. You know, we like to be able to um, let our listeners experience them. I think that being part of an influencer, which is what we are, we're influencers, um, word of mouth is very important. And so that's why we do what we do here on Let's Chat, and our platform is always uh, free for the radio version um, because so many people, when you don't have that readership, um, your personality and your why for what you do is what actually brings people in to support you. And then your pen is what solidifies that new relationship. So T is going to give you a fun question. I don't know what she's going to ask you though. So, you know, I'm just saying, I don't know what she's going to ask you. Um, loosen up your tie a little bit. Loosen up your tie a little bit. Just loosen it up a little bit. Cause I don't know what she gonna ask you, but she gonna ask you something. Okay. All right. Come on. All right, Kenny. We gonna we gonna go easy on you because it's your first time in the chat room. But I'm gonna touch on your sci-fi side because you see, you sound quite passionate about your work with your sci-fi material. So what we want you to if you can talk to any type of animal, be it real or science fiction, what would it be and why? It would probably be an either an eagle or a hawk. I know I'm I'm gonna say the hawk. Um, oh. <clears throat> yeah, uh, because even though the eagle is also a bird or whatnot. But <clears throat> that bird, a hawk, has the ability to fly and see <clears throat> and see the smallest thing, the smallest detail, however many feet or you know, away that he's <clears throat> on the ground. So he can see a whole lot, and he's free to go almost wherever. Free, <clears throat> there's not the land stopping. There's not water stopping him. And even though he's mm-hmm. way up in the sky, he can still see everything going on in in the bushes or, you know, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, That's would, interesting. We've never had a horse eater animal. <laughs> right. That's new. You have just made the uh, Let's Chat Hall of Fame because we've never had a hawk <laughs> as an animal. And, and we're I'm glad that you picked Right, but that's the thing about a hawk. Hawks, they they got great eyes, and so I love how you know how to manifest just that energy for yourself. Mm-hmm. I love it, and I do know that you have an event after this, so we wouldn't ask you to come back though, because we want to talk that talk with you about so much more. But I want you to shout out all of your social media where everybody can get your book, your next event um, that. You'll be going to for books and um, your artistry. Oh, man, you might need another show for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm um, I'm primarily on Facebook. That's where you find me at the most. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. But I'm also on Twitter 
quite a bit. You can Google F. Kenneth Taylor. It's across the board. I don't care if you're on Facebook, Twitter. It's going to be F. Kenneth Taylor. Um, I like to keep it simple. Just remember my name. <laughs> um, but I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube. I also host um, Blog Talk. Um, blog talk show so please follow me on turn it up radio on blog talk radio my show well I host two shows um, I host speak on it and the cipher um, I'm also a spoken word artist so the cipher is basically um, I'm trying to be like an online a live on air nationwide open mic. Well, we got people on East Coast calling, West Coast, people up north, down south, in the Midwest. I want to get, try and get everybody um, live on the earth at the same time and have like this gumbo pop <laughs> of I'm open mic. I'm excited. Well, I'm yeah, excited. So make sure, right? I'm excited when that happens. Make sure you you send us, tag us in your post so that we can get that shared uh, for I'm you. Good. I'm excited for all the things that you have going on. We appreciate you for mm-hmm. coming to kick it with us here in the chat room, and we will see you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. You are so very welcome. <laughs> all right. Wow. You, you all have a good night. You too. Okay. He has a lot going on, Leash. Absolutely. Fabulous. I love it. I love it. I love creativity. We've had a fabulous night here in the chat room. We want to welcome you to the chat room. My name is Leisha. I got my right hand. And most of the time, I will not lie, she is my left. The fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk about clearing your cookies and cachet. All right? I say cat. <laughs> We, if you are just tuning in, you missed our interviews that we've had our two fabulous guests so far. No worries. Just hit our archives here at blogtalk.com as well as iHeartRadio and iTunes or any podcast app. We have our next fabulous guest, honey. She is going to sing her way up in here, honey. Listen, <laughs> we got our guest, Love Delphi. Hey, welcome to the chat room. Hey, this is Love Delphi. God bless you. How are you? We are we good. Are Thanks good. so much for joining us. I am excited to be on here with you ladies. I enjoyed that last gentleman. Awesome. Very inspiring. Um, just wanted to tell him that before he got off. Yeah, that was great information. Great. I love it. I'm excited for him. <laughs> but now listen, honey, you got some stuff going on yourself before we get started because you know we nosy up in here. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your musical journey. Oh, well, let's say that I was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I moved to Richmond, Virginia at a young age and I always knew I was going to be an artist. Um I was a type of artist that didn't want to sing other people's songs. Um, I felt like it wasn't my purpose to sing other people's songs. So um, once I was born again at seven and filled with the Holy Spirit at 21, I started actually writing gospel around 23, 24 when God gave me songs. And I didn't really pursue it till I was uh, around 26, 27, 28. And then it was 
starting from there, and it's been going on. I've moved from Richmond, Virginia to Atlanta, Georgia, and I've been setting fire ever since. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So tell us, I want you to tell us about where the passion comes from uh, for your pen when you're sitting down to write these fabulous songs of praise. Well, you got, uh, first of all, sometimes it's what I'm going through right then. Mm-hmm. My personal relationship with God, how am I going to get through this moment, God? I need your help now. Uh, what do you want me to do, God? So my first album that I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to hear, but it's called Jesus Hot. Well, Jesus Hot is all about the anointing of God coming upon me and then him telling me what my my purpose was, which was to share who he was with the world and how he was showing them through me. Um, that he was with me, which was the next song called Here With Me. And so after that, it was Sunray, and you go, you got to shine your light in the world. So it just started becoming a relationship with God. So the official video, uh, official album I had, there was a, a gospel. I didn't release it. It is on Reverb Nation, but there, it's called Relationship with, Through God. And basically that's all my music is about, showing my relationship with God, how you can have your own relationship with God and still keep it real to who he wants you to be, all the uniqueness that he put in you, using it for his glory. So that's Mm. where my passion comes from. I love it. I love it. So I want to go back because you moved from Little Rock to uh, Virginia and then to Atlanta. I want to go back to when you decided to become a recording artist. What was going on in your space, in your mind when you, because, you know, we all have a go period. And first time it's a thought we're like, yeah, no, not right, right now. And we're we well, have I've to. Always, we're. Mm-hmm. I've always been a writer. That's why mm-hmm. I like what the young man was saying before. I've been writing ever since. I've been making up melodies with my gagas and gurus since I was a baby. Like I've just been musical. I've been in a, a Melody Brown in Topeka, Kansas, uh, when I went to elementary there. Uh, which was at the Brown versus Education Sumner Elementary School. I was in a big choir as a child. You know, um, as time went on, I got in middle school, started writing songs for girls, and and we was like, you know, intrigued and vogue, you know, trying to be like them, but you know, we didn't quite get it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were we were close, we were close, but you know, we ain't quite. So you know, things like that. Um, my pen just it was always there, always poetic. Um, I don't know if you ever heard the Art of Noise, but Art of Noise was the first song I sat down that was an instrumental, and I actually wrote a song to that, um, and it was about getting the world better with love. Mm-hmm. So that, that, mm-hmm. That's how far back me and my pen really started to get serious, and I was around 13 years old around that time. I love it. I love it. We're going to play one of your songs. Um, I want you to introduce it, though, just so we can get the vibe behind it. Too Perfect. What was going on when you when you sat down to write Too Perfect? Well, when I sat down to write Perfect, I wanted to talk to the world and everybody, um, not just believers, but also those that don't understand believers in our purpose. And I wanted them to understand that I know that we don't see each other the same, but we should still be considerate of the moral things versus the things that they just want to make all right because that's who they are, whether they're, in our perspective, backwards 
mm-hmm. opposing to what we were born to be, opposing to uh, bringing peace into the world and bringing uh, balance in the world. I want you to know that either way, none of us are perfect. And the only thing that really is going to make us perfect is when we give ourselves to God. When we give ourselves mm. to the creator, the the manufacturer of who we are, that's when we'll know how to become the standard, uh, the outline of what we were created for. But if, if we keep going in our imagination, in our minds, he said we will become those things too because you do become what you think. But that is not necessarily why he created So that's why I wrote the song Perfect. All right, but this is Perfect by Delphia. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. 
Now you Thank sat you down, you so wrote much. these songs, and you you pour out, and this this is your praise and your worship, uh, and your time to be able to uh to to just commune with the with the Creator. Um, talk a little bit about praise and worship, uh, for you, which which allows you to connect better, uh, in your spirit, <laughs> because everybody connects differently. Everybody well, connects differently. Uh, uh, what Lord have mercy. Um listen. <laughs> why why have uh, we got this Lord have mercy? It's some it's, it's sometimes it's so many different situations because sometimes, you know, trouble and trauma and troubles of the world push you toward God more. You know. Uh having no nowhere to go, having no support, uh having nobody else. Thinking you're in the world by yourself. Uh, let's. I'll talk about when I basically got filled with the Holy Spirit. I was suicidal. I told God oh, if He didn't come and live in me, then I was jumping out this three-story window because I felt mm. like the world wasn't meant for me to be here. And Ooh. I was do, I was doing something that I didn't know I was doing, which was repenting. I was telling them everything that I thought was wrong with me, everything I thought was wrong with everybody else, and I didn't want to come there without getting my plate straight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to get my dibs in before I jumped, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. But, but, but you and, know what? And, and, and mm-hmm. it wasn't that you really wanted to jump. I think a lot of times when we cry mm-hmm. out, you know, I talked to uh, Pope, we talked about this on the uh, show a couple of weeks ago. You know, mm-hmm. when you ever, have you ever heard, felt, or heard your soul or experienced your soul crying out? You know, when you well, cry no, out. I, I didn't. I didn't want other people because people were hurting me. I was done with people. That was my problem. My problem no, no, no. was people. No, so no, no. You I didn't were want crying out help. for him, not people. You yes, were crying. It's him. You know yes, what I mean by him. your soul crying out? Mm-hmm. Have you ever just felt mm-hmm. your soul cry? It's not crying for people. It's crying mm-hmm. for him. Like, listen, this is where I am. I, I need you to meet me here at this place right now because we. I, I just. I don't know, and I'm just giving myself mm-hmm. away. And that's really for and me when your soul is crying out. Mm-hmm. That's what you were mm-hmm. doing. You, you're, so you were saying, I need you for me right here, right now. Yes, I was saying, you need to come or I'm jumping. <laughs> it, was, it was a negotiation. Um, and then I was serious. And most people that are committing suicide, they're on a serious note. So mm-hmm. being, that, being that I was on the edge of that window, I, I was not playing. Um, and I really wanted to connect with God because I was very sure that he was real. But I just felt like he wasn't there with me. You know, I just felt mm-hmm. like he was like, okay, well, you don't go to church and you're not around these people. Just, you know, law-type things, uh, logistical-type things. I thought that's how he was, you know. But that's not how he was. So once I realized that, you know, I was crying to the point where I couldn't, you know, keep myself in composure, I Uh actually had the experience of the Holy Spirit, um, the sound coming in my room and hitting me and filling me with the Holy Spirit. And he started talking to me from that day forth. He's been talking to me from that day forth. Um, And he said, "Uh, you're going to be delivered from a lot of things, and you got a lot of work to do. Start writing. So I started writing. I have a journal, and it goes way back. I plan on writing a movie about my whole life or whatever. I might even do um, series because so many things I've have been through it has to be in mm-hmm. series. 
Mm-hmm. I have a question so, for you, Duffy. This is um, this is Tony. You know, it seems Hi, like Tony. you have come come. Hi, sweetie. You have come through so many different doors to get where you are today. And the music mm-hmm. industry can be so secular at times. What is oh, it that God. helps keep you and help you maintain your balance and your integrity, and just to keep you grounded so that you can continue oh. this purposeful journey that you're on? I, I stay in God's faith. Mm-hmm. I don't allow the society to dictate to me. I don't allow human beings to dictate to me because I mm. know that some people have other motives. I can't even do what other people do in the music industry as far as, and I'm going to just go ahead and say it, I can't do anything with a secular artist um, to spread mm-hmm. the gospel because that's mm-hmm. not what he wanted me to do. I'm not saying that's not what he told them to do. I'm uh-huh. focused on what he told me to do. Um, right. So, when when I wanted to remix Jesus Hot with Drop It Like It's Hot with Snoop Dogg and now, I couldn't do it. When I, <laughs> when I wanted to mm-hmm. use uh, Can You Feel It by Michael Jackson and the Jacksons, he said, no, I couldn't do it. And I kept asking, why can't I remix my stuff? He said he didn't want the, the, uh, the wheat with the tear in my song. He wanted right. purity because he wanted them to see a pure relationship. And so that mm. is my that is my calling that is my assignment as a, an evangelist to give you the purity, which is what mm-hmm. Dale fire means. Dale means anointed, holy, sacred, and pure, which is Greek. Phi means new way, new life, new beginning. And baptized, which is Hebrew, and Yah is Yahweh, Yahshua, the original name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in Hebrew, which I'm His daughter, so I have His name. So that's what my name mm-hmm. Dale fire stands for. And he gave me that name to make sure I would manifest exactly what he created. Wow. So that's what keeps me focused on what I deliver. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. Thanks I for sharing it. I love it. Absolutely. Now, when you uh-huh. sit down to create, mm-hmm. when, and uh-huh. I know that you, you create based on whatever is, he has placed in your spirit to do so. So mm-hmm. when you go out and you're ministering at, uh, not even at a church, just in general, it could be at the grocery store, wherever you are, where it's it's mm-hmm. putting your spirit to minister to somebody. Um, what is that process like for you? Well, usually if God has a word for them and they start asking me, being that I drive Uber, I don't know, it gives me that opportunity many times. Um, and what it's like is he cares. God, God's heart, he shows me his heart for that person. Not my perspective, because they mm-hmm. might be stinky, or they might be a prostitute, or they might be a transvestite, or they might be wounded from war. I mean, I've had all kinds of people in my Uber. Um, that he decided he wanted to give a word. I had Jehovah Witnesses today. I had to let them know about the Holy Spirit. So, um, mm-hmm. and they wanted to, you know, I, I won't get into that, but I had to let them know. He left the bricks in that here to help us with the stuff that's not in the Bible, which the word says everything's not in there. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. So I had to let them know it's not limited to just a sect of people. There's seven churches in the Bible, which is why I wrote the song, um, I don't know if y'all going to play that tonight, but come out of that false religion. Uh, it's seven churches, five need to repent. And you can read the seven churches and find out where you fall at. 
characteristically wise or in a church wise? Because it's all the characteristics mm-hmm. of that church is in one of them churches, if they call themselves Christian. Absolutely. Let's mm-hmm. play a little bit of that so uh, we can we can get Come a feel and buy. Yes, we're going to play a little Let's bit go. of that. Let's go. See, it's time for you to stop playing with the God of God, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Stop playing with nothing and get a relationship with the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Prince of Peace, and listen to the messenger. Christian, what? ain't Holy Spirit led, then you in a religion, represented mine and you ain't even trying to listen, manipulated doctor, then you need to pay attention, seven oh. churches in Revelation are in an invasion, five niggas come to Christian since they dare to be faithful, when you turn a lake of fire, it's a final succession, Ignorant, ultimate destination. Who's in incarceration? It's just if you come up a party. Come on. 
All right, all right, all right. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Sorry about that. So, honey, you'll be over there just doing some things, let me tell you. But and I, the beats that you're using, I see that you're trying to not only just reach back, but you're trying to reach around to, to the younger generation mm-hmm. and be able to bring them in uh, and and give them the, uh, the understanding. So I, I love that. And we commend you for that because, you know, a lot of times we are disconnected with the, the newer generations, especially in the spirit. You know, a lot of times they don't understand. Mm-hmm. So it's very... Mm-hmm. It's very important mm-hmm. that we're able to to get in tune with them. We want to thank you so much for coming to kick it with us in the chat room. T is going to mm-hmm. give you a fun question. Uh, I don't know what she's going to ask you now. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I've been through this. Oh. I heard. You. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, T. No problem. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, Sophia. We truly no appreciate problem. it, and uh, it was a much-needed, I'm sure it was somebody needed to hear it. But your fun Hello. question tonight, we're going to be easy. I want you to think of yourself as a special color, and you're inside of a huge box of crayons, and it could be a color that you've made up. Can you tell us what that color is and why you chose it? Yellow? I like yellow, mm-hmm. or you could call it gold dust, whatever. But I like okay. It, it it's like joyful, like this. It reminds me every day I get another chance to rise and shine, um, and do the glory of God. So I want to make sure I shine my light more than anything. That's what mm-hmm. I came to do, and so I would pick yellow or gold dust. <laughs> I like it. I like that. And it's nice and bright and cheery. <laughs> yes. And it fits you. I'm about to say, it really it fits does. you. You just got that energy on you. I love it. it I does. love it. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media, any events that you're going to be having uh, in the upcoming future where everybody can get your music. Well, check it out. I got five nominations at Choice. Music Awards, Gospel Choice Music Awards. That's that's coming up in March, so stay tuned for that. I got uh, another nomination for Rejoice Awards, Urban Hip Hop. Uh, Tomorrow, everybody can call in Saturday, February 22nd, between 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. The number is 336-334-7952, 336-334-7952. They will be voting for that last song we just played, Boss Religion, mm-hmm. they have nominated me for that song. So I'm amazed and shocked and happy about that. Um, I want to give a shout-out, let everybody know. You can go find my music um, under musicmakers101.com. Uh, the Andretta Show gave me an opportunity to share my music on that platform. But you can find my music on Amazon, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Or you can Google me because I'm Google Bo Baby. So it's D-E-L. Just D-E-L-P-H-I-Y-A-H. And you'll find all of where I am. And I just want to thank you ladies once again for allowing me to come on here. And God bless you. 
so very welcome. So very welcome. Yeah. And you are welcome back anytime. Anytime you want to have a little chit-chat, got something in your spirit, just let us know and we'll make it help happen. That'll work for me. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks once again. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye-bye. Have a, bye. Have a good night. She came in and left some energy up in the chat room, Lee. Yes, I love it. You know, we love that good energy. We love it. But she called it sun, mm-hmm. um, gold dust. Yep, she sprinkled some mm-hmm. gold dust around these parts. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's so our first dose of gold dust, actually. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I want to be able to thank everybody. Tony and I are appreciate everybody that kicks it with us. You guys listen to us. Our our streams, let me tell y'all, y'all iHeartRadio people, we see y'all, and we appreciate y'all. We see Mm y'all, and we appreciate y'all. iTunes, we see y'all, we appreciate y'all. And we want to thank you guys for rocking with us all over the world. We appreciate it. You know, you never know who's listening to you. You never know who's watching you. You never know who's paying attention to what you have going on. So you always have to Mm -hmm. walk that walk. Um, held, held, held high with integrity. Um, right. You know, we have so many people watching and listening to us all over the world. We got Turkey, we got India, we got Sweden, we got France, we got Spain, Turkey, Kenya, <laughs> Vietnam, Canada. Oh. Over Brazil, yes, all over Peru. Shout out Ecuador and Colombia. We appreciate you guys. We thank you guys so very, very much. And you know that if you want to be a guest on Let's Chat, no worries. Just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Now, Keisha's not going to come back at 8 30 because I, you know, I, I called her. I not only <laughs> called her. Oh, I sent her a text message, but she going to be ready uh-huh. for us next time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> we get our snacks around here. We love a good reading snack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, love our, we love our snacks, so we, we enjoy those things. So we appreciate her, though. We love it when she comes into the chat room. Y'all, that's her energy. She has that good energy that she always spreads mm-hmm. with everybody. So mm-hmm. never, if you ever have a question and, and you want to know something, contact her she is very 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 approachable and very very resourceful Mm -hmm. you know that's the best part of a literary advocate they are resourceful uh, and approachable you know if they can't help you they know somebody that can we want to thank you guys for tuning in and kicking it with us today we will see you guys on next week we have three fabulous guests on next Thursday coming to kick it with us in Friday. Uh, so the show goes on. We will see you next. Let's chat next week. Same chat time right here on Blog Talk. Same chat channel. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everyone. Y'all know we gotta we gotta uh, send you out with that Keith Robinson because we love Keith Robinson here. Um, we love his music. He's not just an actor. Um, he is a fabulous musician, very, very multi-talented. And so we do appreciate him, uh, kicking it with us and bring, giving us some of that music that he has going on. Here it is right here. And we will see you guys 
on next week. We got so much music in here, y'all. Y'all are so dope. See y'all later. Trying to get to know you with my third eye To understand the pages off in your mind I want to know your energies I want to give you all you need And oh, I want to be the one you call in late night The one that you can hold and make it all right Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.